Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Hi. This is Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. Hey, how you doing, Rachel? You know, I'm alive. (laughs) So we had planned on coming back in February. Um, Life happened. (laughs) I got sick. I went on my honeymoon. Rachel got really busy at work. Still really busy at work, but more manageable, I guess. We are coming back (laughs) with a movie review for Love and Leashes. Let me tell you, when I saw the promo images for this movie, I was so excited. (laughs) I could not tell you. This was my most anticipated Netflix movie ever, period. Mm -hmm. Yes, the uh, submissive man, dominant woman thing. Yeah. Oh, the thing. Yeah. (laughs) That's Emily's cup of tea. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get into some details on Love and Leashes. It's a romantic comedy, and it's a movie, it's not a show, so it's only like two to three hours of your time, depending on how much you pause it to scream. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I think the runtime is just under two hours, so yeah, it's like a normal movie. It's based off the webtoon Moral Sense, or I've seen it called Sensual M as well, and that is a pretty spicy webtoon. The movie was released on Netflix on February 11th, 2022, and it coincided with Valentine's Day, which made total sense because this was my Valentine's Day plans was to watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. So this movie was directed by Park Hyun Jin, and it starred Lee Jun Young, uh, So Hyun, and So Hyun Woo. So Hyun of SNSD fame. (laughs) She be looking so good in this movie. Yeah. We are going to get into spoilers because I, like, need to scream about this movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) I need to. If you're not interested in spoilers, go to the end of the episode where we just give our ratings. Let's get into this movie. Do you want to read the short little plot summary? Yeah, I got it. Jung Ji-woo, who is played by So Hyun, works for a large corporation. She has feelings for her co-worker, Jung Ji-hoo, Notice that their names are very similar, who is played by Lee Jun Young, like we said. But she has not expressed to him how she feels. One day, Jung Ji Woo receives a package. The package was intended for her co-worker Jung Ji Hoo, but the delivery was mixed up due to their very similar names. When Jung Ji Woo opens the package, she sees a dog leash in the box. At that time, Jung Ji Hoo runs over and tells her that it is his package. <laughs> The dog leash is intended for S&M use and belongs to Jung Ji-Hoo. He tells Ji-Woo about his S&M fetish and his interest in playing a submissive role. Ji-Woo does not pass judgment on Ji-Hoo, which touches him. He then asks Ji-Woo if she would become his master. Ji-Woo accepts and they promise to have a temporary three-month relationship with Ji-Woo becoming Ji-Hoo's master. That is a very tidy plot summary for, like, the premise of this movie. I think it is such a fun premise. In this office setting, everyone's like, oh my god, Jung Ji Hoo, you're, like, amazing. And then Jung Ji Woo is just like, he's cute. Yeah. But I hate all my coworkers. Because <laughs> our coworkers are bitchy. And there's this one older guy. That's their boss. He's such a cunt. <laughs> Yeah, he is extremely misogynistic to Jung Ji Woo. He is like the boss from Agretzko, a little toned down, but 
that's basically him. He's like, women don't know anything. Haha, ha, I'm not being sexist. Like, he's awful. <laughs> it's like, don't you have a sense of humor? It's a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ugh, makes my blood boil. <laughs> yeah, and everyone in the office hates him, but yeah. won't do anything. Yeah, of course. After they agree to this three-month relationship, which does not include romance, by the way, there is no kissing, there's no, mm-hmm. like, hand-holding. When she agrees, she starts to do a lot of research into, like, what is BDSM? How do you have, like, a relationship? How can you be a good dom? And she gets on, like, forums and gets some ideas and inspiration and advice. And people are like, you cannot have a romantic relationship with your submissive. It doesn't work like that. The power dynamics, you can't translate that to a romantic relationship because you need to be equals in romance. That was dumb to me. I thought that was really stupid. I wrote in my notes like, dominant submission and romance is very common though, I thought. They act like it's this thing that never happens, but most of the ones I have been aware of are also romantic relationships, so. I don't know if it's just like a plot contrivance or if it's like that in the BDSM scene in South Korea. I'm not sure. Yeah. It could be both, that they just were like, the plot needs this. (laughs) Yeah. She does her research. She literally, like, okay, Google, what is BDSM? Literally. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> I love how they're like, a sexy woman gets sexy through research. <laughs> She's really giving off stern librarian vibes. Yeah, 100%. So their first scene was both humorous And had really spicy moments, I thought. She was unsure of what she needed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And Jung Ji-hoo was just like, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much him all the time. (laughs) He gives off such golden retriever vibes. Yes, he does. The actor, I mean, props to you, Mama. Like, he went for it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it was went for. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think of their first scene where he takes her to a hotel? She's like ordering him around and they don't really know what to do. And then she puts the leash on him and she's like, okay, you're my pet now. You're a dog. And he's like, what? And she's like, oh, wow, that's so weird. A dog that talks like a human? And then he just starts barking. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, oh, God, okay, stay in control. Stay cool. And then you hear the people fucking next to them, and he starts barking at them. (laughs) And they're like, you need to stop your dog! And yeah, it turned into a clusterfuck, because he's like barking, and she's like, no, don't do that. Oh my god, what do I say? Yeah, I I gotta be honest with you, I almost was like, nope, I can't do this (laughs) at this scene. (laughs) Because like, the secondhand embarrassment is like, a little overwhelming, All the other scenes were fine for me, but him acting like a dog, I can't. Like, I just couldn't with that. You can't do the pet play. I really can't. Um, (laughs) Definitely cannot watch it. Totally fine if you do that, but I can't watch it. I did think it was funny that she offers him dog treats in that scene. And like the sexy part of that scene is him literally, I wrote, sensually eats dog treats. Because that's literally (laughs) what he did. He like made out with her hand. And she was... Like, oh, this has awakened something within me. (laughs) I was like, girl, same. I provide him the sustenance. (laughs) It reminds me of that meme where it's like the poorly drawn um, 
person like holding out their hand and then the goat with the really long neck it's like yeah. thank you mother for my life <laughs> that was that yes uh so that's like the first scene. And then they have like a montage of the other scenes. Yes. But I was very confused by that because I almost thought like, I was like, is this fantasy? Is this something that's actually happening? Or is this like a dreamscape? It is actually happening in the movie. They're mm-hmm. actually doing all those things. But like in particular, one of the scenes is her dripping hot wax on his back. And I was like, he's like, he's naked in this fucking tub and she's dripping wax on him i'm like we skipped a few steps that was very sexy (laughs) i'm not into wax play but that was very sexy Mm -hmm. probably one of the spiciest moments yeah he be looking so good in that time i know i was like okay Geralt. wow (laughs) Uh, Geralt of submissia And how do we know Geralt is not like that? Mm, we don't. <laughs> you can always dream, Emily. There's always the fan fiction. <laughs> so one of the scenes that I really liked, it was her birthday, and they're at a very high-end private room, mm-hmm. and a chef sets out a really nice dinner, and then he has a cake, and he's like, happy birthday! And she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> how do you know it's my birthday? And he's like, we work together, I, I know your birthday. <laughs> It's on the company calendar. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And then he's like, I got you a gift. And then he gives her a cute pair of pumps. I was like, oh, my God, are those Louboutin? No, they're not Louboutin. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> are those red bottoms? No. They were cute. I don't know if they were some kind of designer. Uh, sorry. I know if they have the red bottom that they're expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I'm like, shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He gives her a pair of heels. And she's like, oh, these are nice. And then one beat passes and she's like, so you want me to step on you, right? And he's like, oh, oh, I couldn't possibly, oh no. And she's like, okay, cut the bullshit. Get on the fucking floor. And then she, she steps on him. I'm not really into this, you know, <laughs> stepping on. But that was another scene that was really sexy. <laughs> Girl, I was sweating throughout this whole movie. I was like, this movie better not awaken <laughs> anything else in me (laughs) well and i mean like it's not just like her stepping on him and him just like sitting there he's literally like moaning all she's doing yes so he's just like uh (laughs) like like i said it was went for (laughs) he did that damn thing he did it yeah he pissed all over this movie like (laughs) i hate that (laughs) not literally figuratively yeah Oh, and another one of the scenes in the montage, too, she's flogging him and draws blood. I'm like, oh, yeah, audience, I don't know if you have been flogged. I don't know what you're into, but that you have to hit kind of hard unless you have like a nine tails. Yeah, like protrusions on the end to draw blood. So I'm like, he's into blood play, too. Like this man's into everything. (laughs) Yeah. So that was one of the things that I thought was unrealistic Mm -hmm. because most of the time if you're getting flogged you're getting flogged on your thighs or your butt or anywhere else that's like really meaty and won't cause horrific damage to your body Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't want to speak for everyone but like from my experience a vast majority of the time you are not drawing blood yeah it's like a more intense spanking 
Yeah, from what I've seen and experienced, it, it does not draw blood. I mean, you'll have bruises, but yeah. you will not actively be bleeding afterwards. <laughs> I was like, how fucking hard is she hitting him? <laughs> I guess people would like it on their upper back, but most of the time it is like butt thighs, you know. Well, you don't want to hit someone's kidney. Right. Which is why I think people avoid the back in general. Right. Also, the upper back could be visible if you get the neck yeah, or something like that, yeah. too. So, I mean, and your neck is pretty sensitive. It has to hold up your head. Right. I don't know. We're not professionals. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that did stick out to me as, well, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. Their relationship keeps progressing. Things seem to be going really well. And Jiwoo is like, I am catching feelings for this man. Mm -hmm. I like him a lot. What do I do? She talks to her friend who owns this dog bar, yeah. I guess. It's like a, a place where you can get a beer and there's a bunch of dogs there. <laughs> and her friend is like, you know, you should just go for it. What's he going to do? Say no? Yeah. And guess what? <laughs> oh, no. He does. Yeah. She she sets Ugh. up this whole elaborate thing where she, like, handcuffs him and they're supposed to, like, conceal the handcuffs. Walk through a botanical garden. They're, like, eating and it's very awkward and they end up getting their, like, handcuffs exposed and they, like, run away. But, like, she's trying to ask him the whole time, like, I think we should start dating. And then they escape the cafe and then he's like, I don't think we should date. And I was just like, What? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, no! I bet when people were reading the webtoon as an updated weekly, they threw their phones across the room when that chapter came out. Yeah. So we find out he has said no because his ex-girlfriend, who he brings up, like, at the beginning of this, is, like, they broke up because he told her about his desire to play as a submissive person in, like, a BDSM role. And she's like, you're a pervert and you ruined my life. And this girl, spoiler alert, is a bitch and cannot let it go and is like kind of abusive. Even though they're broken up, she like still calls him every day and demands things of him and is like, you ruined my life and all this stuff. She's like, you need to buy me dinner. Right. So that's why he's like, I don't think we should date because he was like hurt from this girl before, which again, I think is a weak plot point, but had to be a plot point for this movie to be longer than an hour and a half. <laughs> I mean, just imagine, I think we should date. Yeah. Yeah. End of movie. <laughs> there needed to be conflict, I guess. So that was the conflict. After this happens, she is very distraught. She's like, how can we finish this contract? We only have a little bit left. We could do one final scene and that's it. And right before that happens, her friend who she's been venting to this whole movie she gets a very strange phone call from her where her friend sounds extremely distressed. And then both of them together go on a rescue mission to save her friend. And then we get like this backstory of the friend where the friend is also a gigantic sub who has been meeting up with people online to do BDSM roleplay at this fetish club. Yeah. And this guy pretty much was trying to sexually assault her at this club. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not into that. And he's like, of course you are. You're a fucking bottom. Yeah. So they go and try to help her. And they get there. And of course, this man is like hogtied. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and has been tased. <laughs> and they take the friend back. And that's how Jung Ji, who is introduced to said friend, mm -hmm. 
And they both bond over being subs. Yeah. Jung Ji Woo starts preparing for the final scene after they save her friend. She is practicing shibari rope tying on a giant teddy bear. On Doong Doong. Hilarious. (laughs) It's on basically like a mascot of the place that she works. She is preparing the rope. She's cleaning the rope. She's like, this will be it. The final one. And then I can move on with my life and it'll be great. Final scene. Everything goes wrong. (laughs) She ties him up. I was like, ooh, (laughs) what will happen? And then he kisses her. Mm. And she's like, whoa, 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 hold on. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, I can't do this. You can't be like, we cannot date. And then suck my face at the next scene we have. (laughs) I can't do that. Which is fair. Like, you can't have both. So it ends in disaster. She leaves. The next day at work, more disaster, because during the time when she was his master, there was one time where they were at work and they were having a scene in the office when everyone else was gone and she was just screaming at him, ordering him around. She was getting out her frustration at all of her coworkers. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was like whipping him with... Her shitty boss's back scratcher. She breaks the back scratcher too. (laughs) That was hilarious. Yeah, it was really funny. But they didn't know that they were both being recorded. And this recording is accidentally emailed to everyone at the company by an intern. Yeah. An intern who is revealed at the end of the movie is like the person that Jiwoo has been communicating with on like an online BDSM how-to chat board. It was not malicious. No, no. The email was not malicious. The intern meant to send it only to Ji Woo being like, you need to be really careful. This was recorded. You don't want it to get out. Right. And then he replies all. Right. (laughs) Pretty much. Instead of just sending it to her. And then things get really hairy at the company. They have like a disciplinary hearing with both of them. And it gets heated. A bunch of gross misogynistic stuff is said Mm -hmm. from the higher ups. Jihoo basically loses his mind and he's like, do not speak to her that way. This is disgusting. And basically he like shuts them down to the point where they're just like, we're going to keep our relationship not at work, but we're still going to be in a relationship, but we're still going to work here. Got it? And and the upper people (laughs) were like, "Uh, yeah, got it. I guess. Sure. (laughs) Which Men, this is how you use your male privilege. Talk over your chauvinistic asshole co-workers when they are attacking the women in your office. This was also an important moment for him because throughout the whole movie, he's been dealing with internalized shame and toxic masculinity. Mm. And these higher ups were like, what kind of man does that? You're not a real man. And, like, it is a sickness, (laughs) basically. Like, his ex, his ex was calling him, like, you're a pervert, there's something wrong with you, were you abused as a child? And at this moment, when he is standing up for Jung Ji Woo, he's like, there's nothing wrong with us, and there's nothing wrong with me, and fuck you. And I was like, yes! I thought that was such a heartwarming moment, not only for, like, the romantic aspect between the two characters, but, like, the self-acceptance was so good. Growth. (laughs) At the end, they are in a romantic relationship. 
and a dominant submissive relationship. And they seem to be having like a lot of fun in and out of the bedroom. And it ends with (laughs) the weirdest shot of Chung Chi Woo with like a whip. And it's like, whoosh, right at the camera. And I'm like, oh my god, she whipped him in the yeah, face? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what it felt yeah, like. Yeah, I'm like, this is unrealistic. It was a cute way to end it. I definitely got what they were going for, but I literally could not stop thinking, oh my god, she hit him in the face with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, thoughts on the movie? I fucking loved it. It lived up to my hype and then some. It is very spicy without any nudity at mm. all. I thought the soundtrack was good. I thought the advertising for this movie was really good. The promotional shots are beautiful, and they convey the vibe of it so well. I thought the acting in this was, like, super, super fucking good. Yes, I agree. I cannot imagine Ji-Hoo in particular, like... The misogyny and, like, the idea of, like, what a man is supposed to act like and look like, it's something in this world, too. So that actor had to be like, no, I'm going to play this role truthfully. And he did. Mm -hmm. And he played it so well because, you know, there's a nuance to it. It's not like at work he was like, oh, please tell me what to do to everybody. It's an aspect of your personality, but it's not your entire personality. And you can definitely be someone in one setting and another person in another setting. And I think he played that really well. Because he didn't act like he did with Jiwoo in the scenes at work. He acted like any other person at work. <laughs> no one would know. Hashtag professionalism. And that's reality, though. Like, most people that are doing BDSM, you would never know. Yeah, and it's way more people than you think. Yep. <laughs> I really, really liked the fact that even his abusive ex-girlfriend I felt some sympathy for Mm -hmm. because when they have the flashback to their confrontation he's like this is the kind of stuff I like I I need to be honest with you and she's like so you're telling me that every time that we had sex it was a lie and you didn't like it yeah and she feels like he just straight up lied to her and their whole relationship was a farce and I can definitely understand her perspective. Mm -hmm. I disagree with that. Yeah. Even the villains have this nuance. Mm -hmm. And you can see how deeply he was hurt and how deeply he internalized that. Mm -hmm. I love that at the end he's like, there is nothing wrong with me. Yeah, there was true character growth in this film. In under two hours. Right. (laughs) And I really liked how Sohyun played Jiwoo also. She's very like straight laced and it almost seems like she doesn't show emotion very much at all. But she definitely feels deeply. So the nuance to convey that while still maintaining that her character usually isn't over the top when she's talking or demonstrating things. I thought it was just really beautiful. Like, she did a really good job. I wasn't like, this is a girl from Girls' Generation acting in this movie. She was Jiwoo. Yeah. The character kept her emotions very tight-knit and close to her chest. But there's a scene where after he rejects her, she's with her friend and they're drinking and she's very sad. And she's like, the most embarrassing and humiliating thing was I told him that we should date and I was so confident that he would say yes yeah. because he likes to follow my orders and I just feel 
stupid and humiliated. And yeah. I was like, that is such a vulnerable moment for her right. where the character is normally so like put together, mm-hmm. but internally screaming. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a great scene. She did a really good job playing that character. It was very well done. There's a scene in the film where there's like a convenient BDSM storefront on her afternoon jog or morning jog or whatever. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen like a fetish storefront with like a display window. (laughs) I'll say this. There were liberties taken with this film about the BDSM community, how that works and, you know, to feed the plot. But overall, I think it did a decent job. Like, it wasn't so off the mark with everything. It was just a couple little things. Let's do our ratings on a scale from one to five. One being the worst, five being the best. How would you rate the acting? Five. Hard same. Like, this is some of the best acting I've seen in a K-drama, period. Yeah, there's, there's no debate. They were awesome. They both deserve awards. If they don't get any accolades for this, I might have to create a Twitter hashtag <laughs> campaign. Yeah. Hashtag justice for love and lesions. <laughs> How would you rate the plot of this movie one to five? Like four and a half. <laughs> I wanted a little bit more, but it was a movie, you know? So I think it did the best it could with the time it was given. If it was a series, they could have done more things, but. I'm going to give it a four. I liked that it was relatively low stakes, Mm -hmm. but it was still dramatic. And at the point where he rejected her, my heart was like beating so fast. I was like, what? Yeah. No. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm torn because I liked the pacing of this movie, but because it was shorter, they didn't really get to do a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking if this was a series, would it get like clogged down with a bunch of unnecessary stuff would they add in like another love triangle or something or whatever you know yeah i almost feel like if it was like a limited series like if it was three or four six episodes yeah four episodes because my only thing was i wanted more with the side characters i felt like the intern revealed at the end that he was the one that was messaging her on the board i felt like that was kind of like Okay, who cares? Whatever. And also, I wish there was more plot development between Jiwoo and like her friend at work, and also her friend that owns the dog bar. I wish there was yeah a little bit more with that because I did like those characters. I wish they were fleshed out more. But again, it was a two-hour movie that could only do so much. <laughs> I appreciate a tight ninety. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay, scale from one to five. How would you rate literally everything else? The music, the costumes, the scores, the cinematography, anything else? Uh, I would rate it a four. I think they did a really good job with the scenes and filming those and shooting those. The office scenes were like, eh. Everything else to me was kind of like, eh. (laughs) But I thought for the juicy BDSM scenes, they did a really good job with those. And I do not remember the music at all. (laughs) I'm giving it a five. Because I really loved in like a semi-fantasy scene, she's daydreaming, where she walks into the BDSM store and all the the sex toys and whips and chains and stuff start like kind of floating and they're like bubbles like around her. I was like, that is so cool and is such a good depiction of like a daydream. Mm-hmm. 
and they use this imagery in the promo shots as well. I just thought it was really fun and stylistic, and I really, really liked that. I thought the costuming was good. It wasn't, like, super weird <laughs> or in-your-face. I love that Jiwoo, when not wearing, like, office clothing, is wearing dumpy sweats. Mm -hmm. Realistic. <laughs> Loved that for her. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that Jihoo looked so fine in everything he wore, including him being naked in a tub. Mm, yeah. <laughs> wearing his birthday suit. <laughs> <laughs> and the music, I, I don't recall there being any licensed music, so it's all, like, background stuff. And I thought it did fine. It didn't distract during the sexy scenes, so that is always a plus. Yeah. You don't want to hear, like, the wee 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 And, yeah, you just don't want that. You want to focus on the characters. Right. Okay. Simple yay or nay. Would you recommend this movie? Yay. Yay, yay, yay. <laughs> I also give it a yay. You gotta watch this movie, guys. Like, if you want to understand me on a psychological oh level, you gotta watch this movie. <laughs> I think it's cute, and I feel like the dom-sub relationship often gets depicted as dominant man, submissive woman. It's nice to see that it flipped, um, and it's done in a not-cheesy, weird way, so yeah. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this episode up with our weekly K-pop recommendations. I'm going to recommend Viva's Bop Bop. My weekly K-pop recommendation is Initial Ass <laughs> by Sorry. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening to our comeback episode. We're back. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can check us out on Instagram at soulmatespodcast. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. Watch some of our videos on YouTube under our channel, Soulmates Podcast. You can find this program pretty much anywhere podcasts can be found. iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify wherever you're listening right now, make sure you like, you follow, you subscribe, because we are here every other Friday for you. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye! Bye!